listening to the Nonstop Mom podcast, where you'll gain scriptural insight that will help you effectively raise next generation leaders. Here's your host, Carolyn Shuttlesworth. Hey everyone, welcome to this week on the podcast for Nonstop Mom. I'm Carolyn Shuttlesworth, and I just want to thank you guys for listening this week, tuning in. Uh, if you have Facebook, we have a Facebook page called Nonstop Mom, and we also have a private group there where I'm going to be doing some more stuff on there. I put my blogs on there every Tuesday. I put one out. Um, just kind of interacting with the moms on there and future moms. You know, not all these podcasts are just directed for women who are already moms, but a lot of it's good information for when you become a mom. Uh, So you already have a heads up uh, on what to do uh, when you become a parent. Uh, So also I've got an Instagram. You can find me on there for Carolyn Shuttlesworth. All right. So this week I'm going to get into it. We are talking about this title like kept coming to me on who's the boss. Okay, not the TV show. Um, But who's the boss? Who is running the house? The parents or the kids? And I already know, you know, I have a lot of Christian friends that don't even believe the way I believe uh, on this subject. But you know what? I'm just believing and doing it based on what the Word of God says. You know, what I do is because of the instruction that's given to me in the Bible. So I know I'm going to be stepping on some toes here, but I've also learned that stepping on toes doesn't kill anybody. It just hurts for a little bit, and then we're going to get over it. So let's get into this on who's the boss, because this is really important. It's it's important in a lot of ways, not just having that, you know, I'm the authority, I'm in control of my children. It It's not even about that. There's a certain uh, order, the way the Lord has set up in a family, in a home. You know, just like me as a wife, I'm not above my husband. That would be out of order. And when things are out of order, there would be chaos. So there's there's a certain order, especially when it comes to our children. So that's kind of what I'm going to talk about tonight or today because you know, I see it so much everywhere we go. And it's not just with kids in the world, but I mean, you've noticed that kids, you know, when they're acting out in stores or, you know, even at home or you're at your friend's house and the kids are throwing fits. Like, I get it. Kids throw fits. My kids are not exempt from throwing fits. I've been there, done that, still doing it. Um, My third one, Ted Shuttlesworth the third is as ornery as it gets. Uh, But you know what? It's a matter of staying on top of it. Uh, There's a really good book. I'll mention it at the end of this podcast, and I'll put it also in the link uh, that I read when I had Madeline. Actually, I'll just go ahead and tell you now. But um, it's called What the Bible Says About Child Training, Parenting with Confidence. Um, I'll add the link in the space below the podcast here that you can click to it. You can get it on Amazon. My mother-in-law, Bonnie Shuttlesworth, uh, gave this book to me when I had my first child back in 2010. And I loved it. It is full of scripture. And that's exactly what we need to go to to 
uh, base our parenting off of. We're not here to base it off what the world system says. We're not here to base it off what a friend says on their opinion. You know, we're not here to base it off what a therapist says. You know, we need to base it off the word of God, the word scripture directly given to us on how to raise our children. So this book is really good, obviously, besides the Bible to go to, um, but it gives you lots of places uh, to look up the scripture that they're talking about. Anyway, so um, the world has us believing uh, one way in parenting our kids, that we need to be embarrassed about discipline, or we don't need to be so hard on our kids, we need to let them figure it out. That is the dumbest thing I have heard people tell me as a parent. We don't need to spank them. We just need to let them make choices. They need to figure this life thing out. It's like they're eight years old. They don't need to make choices. They need to be told what to do. And I know a lot of that sounds harsh, like, geez, Carolyn, are you super controlling over your kids? You don't let them do anything. But but that's not what I mean. My kids have it so Good. Uh, anyone who knows me and knows my children who's listening to this, they're well taken care of. There's no abuse in their life, which makes me even laugh saying it. Uh, they're blessed. They're fed well, you know. So people have this skew of discipline that it's got to be some scary, traumatic, terrible thing. Um, but we have to realize that there is a boss in the family. There is a certain order that God's given to us of how we're supposed to run our home. So our children are not our equal. You know, there's a lot of lack of, of uh, respect for parental authority that I see uh, when I'm out. It, it makes me laugh. Like this, you know, generation that we live in is... Uh, Everyone's going to the world for questions. Like they'll go to a blog that's like three steps to make your life better as a parent or uh, four steps on how to put your child in time out. Like it's so ridiculous. Uh, So I'm just going to touch a base on a few verses here that just are going to help us realize that, you know, there's a certain way that we're supposed to raise our kids to teach them godly authority. I always think this, if if our kids are going to run us around and they're not going to listen to us and we're physically standing in front of them, we're physically talking to them uh, and they can reach out and feel us, what makes you think that they're going to listen to Jesus as we teach them to listen to um, the voice of the Lord, what makes you think that they're actually going to uh, listen to the Lord, the Holy Spirit, when they're talking to him, if they'd have no uh, authority for the parents, uh, for the, for your parents? I mean, what makes us think that that's going to happen? That it's just going to oh, they're just they're just going to come to, and they're just going to you know, make that step out in faith when the Holy Spirit guides them to do something. But then when their parents are asking them to do something, you know, 
they they don't you know the lack of respect it makes me laugh because i just think of so many situations that i've seen in homes that it's like it would never i would never would get away with it i would never get away with it you know i've i've been slapped across the mouth for (laughs) speaking back to my mom i've had the switch i've had the belt and you know what i'm better for it i'm not broken i'm not scarred i'm not uh living in rebellion uh and i guess what I love my parents. I love my mom and dad. I love them so much. I don't hate them for disciplining me when I was a kid. I don't hate them right now and I'm holding a grudge against them for the discipline that they did to me. No, it made me a better person. It made me a better mother. It showed me uh, how to respect and honor uh, people and authority above me, bosses I've had uh, in my job, uh, you know, the Lord in itself, to be a, a good wife and a good mom. It All that discipline carried over and it's helping me now. So I'm just going to have uh, you look at Exodus 20, uh, 12, where we're going to start. And it says, let's see, where am I at here? Uh, I mean, a commandment that we all know, honor your father and your mother, then you will live a long, full life in the land the Lord God is giving you. And so when I was looking at some other verses, this one like went hand in hand to me. Uh, over in Proverbs 10, uh, where did I go? Ten seventeen. People who accept discipline are on the pathway to life, but those who ignore correction will go astray. So right there, both of them are speaking life. You will live a good, long life by honoring your mother and your father. And and it's okay, you know, you know, people think, oh, well, your kids listen to you. My kids just don't listen to me. And there's been a lack of discipline in that area. If your kids are not listening to you, there's been a lack of discipline in a certain area. It's okay to spank. I know people disagree with this left and right, but the Bible says if you spare the rod, you spoil the child. You, It's okay to spank. And, you know, we feel bad about it as moms. It's not like I'm like, ooh, yes. My kid is acting up. I'm so excited. I get to spank them right now. They're going to cry. They're going to beg me not to spank them, but I am so excited I get to spank them. Like, how silly does that sound? No parent is excited about spanking their child, but it's a requirement of our duty as a parent to do that, to uphold that. And so you don't shy away from your job. We're older, we're wiser than our children, and God's given us authority over them. You know, children, it's a natural thing to, we're born in that sin nature. So it's a natural thing for them to protest, to throw a fit. But then we have to do our part to, to fix that, to fix that sinful nature. And so children want to be in charge. I mean, especially those type A personality kids. I've I've got three of them. You know, you think your firstborn is just going to be that. But no, I got blessed with three type A personality kids. <laughs> but children want to be in charge. But that doesn't mean they should be. See, children want to be in charge, 
But that doesn't just mean that we go ahead and hand that over to them, <laughs> especially at, you know, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, any of the younger ages. It, it's ridiculous. You know, we don't let them fend for themselves. You know, there's there's practical demands. We don't let them, you know, just go off doing whatever, coloring on the walls, sticking things in electrical outlets, you know, but we have to realize that we don't let them just go do whatever they want because they want to be in charge and they want to go do whatever they want. So it has nothing to do about when I when I was thinking about this subject of who's the boss. It has nothing to do about being a dictator, um, being a boss to everyone, you know, all your kids around you. You do this. It's not manipulation. You do this and, you know, and 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 I'll and I'll love you more if you don't do this. I'm going to be mad at you for a week. That's terrible. Anytime my kids get get disciplined, you know, after the the after the smoke has settled, we always scoop them up. We always sit there and we talk to them. We tell them we love them. We kiss them. You know, we're saying why we did this. We always base it off the word of God, too, of how Ted and I have a responsibility as their parent, and we have to follow what the word of God says. And if we step out of that, then we're being disobedient to the Lord, and we can't be that way. So, you know, we don't just say, you know, this is it. Da, 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 because I said so and that's it and we're all going to bed and we're mad at each other and this and that never we've never once let something go uh from a disciplined moment to uh you know never being talked about again so it's not about being a dictator or bossing your kids around but it is about maintaining your position of the leadership of your home because you know if you don't do that, you're not allowing your children to to thrive and they won't receive the blessings of God. If you're letting them do whatever they want, then they're going to be disobedient to the word of God because they're already being disobedient to not honoring their mother and father. And it says you'll live a long life and you'll be blessed for it. So we're going to kick our kids out of receiving the blessing if we don't do the correct um, correcting the correct discipline of our children. You know, <laughs> this is today's society has lied to us so much about discipline. You know, I was just in the store yesterday with Ted, a little Teddy, <laughs> and uh, we call him T3. Okay, so I was in the store with T3, and he was acting up, he had a moment. And we're talking about, we're crying, we're mad, he's mad at me because I'm telling him to stop doing stuff, and he's just really upset about it. And I told him, I said, listen, if you aren't going to listen to me, when I take you out of this store, I'm pulling your shorts down and I'm going to spank you. This isn't, you know, this is one thing I've learned uh, being a parent is when you say something, you better follow through with it. Kids remember, and then they'll be testy on it. But you know what? As much as once we stood in line and went through the whole process of checking out, I could have easily, we were walking to the grocery store that was next door. I could have easily just said, you know, you need to behave, this and that. But 
when I left this store, I'm remembered in my mind. I said, I'm going to spank you if you continue to do what you did. And that's unfortunately, that's exactly what had to happen right there on the sidewalk, pulled his little shorts down and had to spank him. And it's not pleasant. And I'm not embarrassed. This is the thing, you know, that I think uh, parents get. They're embarrassed. So like I'll be in the store and their kids freaking out. And it's like, The mom's just looking around because she's so embarrassed. It's like, we all know it's your kid. They're screaming bloody murder. They're telling you to shut up and they're acting a mess. Okay, so we know it's your kid, all right? So we're going to be looking at you no matter what. So why don't you just go ahead, (laughs) that makes me laugh, and just tear his behind up right now in the store because we're already looking at you. Just go ahead and do it. You know what I mean? (laughs) Oh, man, I'm probably making some people mad, but oh, well. Um, But it's true. You know, I've had to do that in stores. Nothing's wrong with spanking your kid. We're not trying to embarrass them. Never, we're not trying to embarrass our children because that could, you know, I understand that that makes some some kids can't take that pressure and makes them, you know, feel anxious, you know, whatever it is, worked up inside and they can't handle that. We're in front of somebody. But listen, if you have to do it out in public, you do it. You never, you, you should never, um, they should never be allowed to get away with willful rebe- rebellion in public. Just, you just can't. So spanking is a definite thing that has to be done. You know, I always think to myself, what, like why parents uh, let their children act this way? And I understand that there's moms that work, you know, they're dropping they're dropping their kids off at six in the morning to daycare. Then they the kids go to school and the moms can't get them till after five and the moms are exhausted. And then, you know, we're thinking about what are we gonna do for dinner? Okay, now we gotta do bath and, and then now we gotta do the process of bedtime. But I mean like In the end, you have to look at the big picture. You're looking at the picture of now saying, I'm so tired. I don't want to address the situation. I don't want to take the time to do this. I'm only with them for, you know, two, three hours before they go to bed. I don't want it to be a battle. But I promise you, I promise you that if you treat the situation now, it won't be an issue when they're older. It won't be an issue when they're older. But you know, it, 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 you know, like going back to the part where I'm in the store, you can tell the parents that you can always tell parents that discipline their kids, always, without a doubt. Um, you know, going back to the story with the kids in the store, you've got the timeout parents and you've got the parents that can give the, the eyes. They can, in a low voice, (laughs) threaten their kids, (laughs) and it worked just fine. And you know what? My kids, you know, this book that I mentioned at the beginning of my podcast, What the Bible Says About Child Training, uh, Parenting with Confidence, said that if you stay on top of your kids, 
If you stay on top of your kids with discipline, with correction and love, that by the time they're five, you're pretty much going to be done spanking them. Doesn't mean every once in a while it's going to arise, but I mean, it's so true. I could just talk to Maddie and change my tone or give her a look. Uh, Ted can just change his tone and she is straightening up real fast. But you know what? She's such a joy that it's very Um, It's not very often that we have to do that. Same with Brooklyn. Brooklyn is now five years old. I I really don't remember the last time I've given her like a real good spanking. She's the same way. I mean, and and my kids didn't come out that way and was like these perfect little toddlers. I laugh because, you know, people see your kids now and I had compliments this past weekend. They were doing like a Christmas practice at church and this guy come up to me and said you know your your girls are so well behaved all the other kids were all over the place talking nobody could sit still and then there's your two girls waiting on instruction uh but they understand you know we speak to them about the word of God and what the process is and how obedience brings the blessing you know the word of God says obedience is better than sacrifice it's much more pleasant to receive a blessing than it is <laughs> to receive a beating. So, you know, that's happened with them. But my kids were not always like that. I mean, Maddie, I remember her in the mall one time. She just kept trying to do this for maybe about a month. She would just fall on the floor, just fall herself on the floor, belly flop and throw a fit. And I thought, are you kidding me? Absolutely not. Now, on the other hand, I'll see parents where that kid does it and they just stand there, let them get it out. We're just going to let them get their frustrations out because, you know, maybe they've had a long day. You know, it's like, give me a break. They're six years old. You tell them, get up off this floor right now or you're in trouble. You know, that's the kind of stuff that I just say to my kids. (laughs) He's making me laugh, say it, you know, talking to this microphone and nobody, you know, my kids aren't here. But I mean, it's like that. We have to bring back the authority in our home. The authority trickles out to other avenues in our life. How do we expect to have authority over the enemy, you know, sent to destroy us if we're not even able to um, have authority over our children, our children. Okay, so that's something um, in the natural here that we can't even gra- get authority over. But then we're expecting to have all this supernatural authority. But see, the authority trickles out into other avenues in our life. So we have to remember that uh, when it comes to discipline, it, that it's okay. When I say who's the boss, like again, like I said, not a dictator. I love my girls. And my little boy, I love my kids. And anyone who knows me that's listening to this, like I said earlier, knows that I adore my kids. But I'm also going to handle the stuff that I know is going to benefit them later in life. It is a responsibility that we have. So I was thinking about who's the boss? What does a good boss do? Well, It does a few things. So as a mom, I really feel like these three things as what a good boss is will be beneficial to your children. A good boss, the number one thing is, 
it empowers. A good boss empowers their employees. Anyone he, uh, that's not a stay-at-home mom uh, knows you know, what I'm getting ready to say about a boss being an employee and how an environment should be makes you a better employee makes you a better worker. So a good boss empowers. You will help your kids rise to any challenges. So if there's an issue that they're dealing with or a topic that they're having trouble with, we need to seek it out in the word of God. So we need to help them rise to any challenges and and teach them how to overcome, how to be an overcomer with those challenges. Second thing that I believe a good boss does is promote. Children can't promote themselves. You, it, it doesn't. It doesn't work that way. In in order, children can't promote themselves. They have. You have to help them with certain decisions that they're making in life. So we have to be a good teacher. We have to watch them and help them grow in self control and wisdom. Th- these are things you know. So when I started this, I thought you know I'm gonna you know, come at it with some harsh stuff in regards to discipline, but I also want to see it on the 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 side of what a good boss does. Because, you know, when I when I started this thing and I said, who's the boss? You know, a lot of children are running running the home. And like I said, it's out of order. And when things are out of order, it's just gonna cause chaos between everybody. So so the first thing is a good boss empowers, a good boss promotes, and uh, the next one is a good boss, I believe, sees the big picture. So as parents, because we once were a kid and, you know, we, we've grown up and we've gone through life, you know, we see the big picture, whereas kids live in the now. They just live in the now. They think in the now. And so we have to realize they aren't qualified to make decisions that they're not equipped for. So, we, you know, I will give my kids choices of things I've already picked out. You see what I mean? Like, I, I want them to pick, okay, so I'm going to give them choices on, you know, a certain snack or something like that. Well, I'm going to pick out what it's going to be between uh, two things. So they're still getting to make a choice on their level, but in the big picture, I know what they're getting ready to eat is going to be beneficial to them in the long run. So the three things I believe for a good boss, and that's how we should be as a boss in our in our home, as a mom, is empowers. We're there to help our children rise to any challenges. We're able to promote our kids once they've shown self-control, wisdom, responsibility in the area, then that's when we can add a little bit more to their plate, a little bit more here, a little bit more there. And then as moms, uh, we see the big picture. So like I said, children live in the now. They don't see the big picture of things because they haven't lived life as long. So they aren't qualified, like I said before, to make certain decisions, you know, I believe parents give their kids too many choices in life about things. Too many choices. They want to be buddy-buddy with them. They want to, you know, be their best friend. And, you know, I'm close with my kids. And, you know, I don't know really how to say it. They're not like my best friends. But, you know, I enjoy being with them like you would a friend. I, I enjoy being with them. But they also know sometimes they might say something that's a little too 
close, you know, that you'd say to somebody else that you're not supposed to say to your parents. And Ted and I always address it. And every once in a while, you know, and Maddie didn't like mean it that way. Her eyes might get watery, you know, if Ted corrects her on something or I correct her on something. But guess what? She's going to live and she's still going to love us and we're going to move on. We're going to move on. That's all we have to remember. Never be too tired to take care of a situation in that moment. So I, I really believe that we all have the ability to be the mom that God's called us to be. We don't have to listen to society. Society is not our guide. Therapists in the world, uh, whoever people are seeking out, uh, people writing blogs, doing podcasts, they are not our leadership of our home. The word of God is. The Holy Spirit You know, if the person is not a spirit-filled person speaking into your life, you know, unless you're learning about business or you're trying to do like an, uh, you know, learning about admin and things like that. I'm not saying everything has to be super spiritual that you're listening to. But when you're trying to learn about life topics like this on how to take care of your kids, how to bring the authority back in your home, how to, you know, have, have joy in your life, how to have peace. We have one book that we need to go to, and it's the Word of God, because all the answers are in there for it. We have to realize that our kids, you know, are in school, they're in sports, they're around all these people that aren't always godly people, and we can't let their opinions affect how we parent. Giving the world authority over our children is deadly. We, as you know, a lot of people I know, you cannot make church optional and school mandatory. Things like that blow my mind. So with all of this that I said, we don't need to be worried about what people say. We don't need to be worried about how people look at us if we need to discipline our kids or if we are disciplining our kids. We need to remember that being a good boss, being a good parent, uh, challenges our children. It promotes them. It brings them to new levels. It teaches them wisdom. It teaches them hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit. So then we can promote them to new new, uh, levels in their life. We can also see the big picture. Those are the three things I mentioned. And then the last verse I'm going to read before I go is Proverbs 13. 24. I mean, a lot of people I know know this verse, but don't act upon it. And it says, those who spare the rod, okay, the rod, that is something you spank your children with. Okay, we're getting this out there. A rod, a literal rod. You want to do a hand? Fine. You want to do a spoon? Fine. But those who spare the rod, it doesn't say those who spare the steps of your staircase. You know, I know so many people who tell their kids, go sit on the stairs for five minutes and then, you know, you can get back up again. You just uh, disrespected me. You just completely 
uh, told me, you're not doing what I said. You know, and that's another thing. Sorry, just got off on a tangent reading this verse. But, you know, there will never be slamming doors in my house. There will never be rolling of the eyes. One time, one time, Maddie's nine years old. She rolled her eyes and I caught it walking out of the room at me. Let me just tell you, I took one step backwards and she knew, I mean, like it leaped inside of her that that was the wrong thing to do. And boy, she was very apologetic about it. We'll just leave it at that. But see, it was a situation that I took care of right there. And therefore, because I don't have a daughter going around rolling her eyes at me with an attitude. So take care of situations right there. So anyway, those who spare the rod, spare the rod, okay? Actual physical discipline. Those who spare the rod of discipline hate their children. I know it sounds rough, a, a hard verse to swallow, but you're going to have to do tough decisions when you're a parent. So those who spare the rod of discipline hate their children. And those who love their children, love their children, care enough to discipline them. So when it's not easy, you still have to do it. There were times with my children that I would come to Ted with tears in my eyes. Ted, I am spanking them every day for two weeks straight. Am I being, you know, he'd say, you're doing fine. You're, you're a great mom. Keep doing it. It's going to be all right. And you know what? It's been perfect. I get compliments on my children. You know, I'm going to brag about it because they're great kids. I'm not, you know, shy about that they're good kids. They are good kids and they love the Lord. They respect Ted and I. They respect other people they're around. And I can trust when I'm not around that they're going to behave. And that is such a peace. That's a peace. That's a peace that we talk about that passes all understanding. I mean, it is such a sweet peace to know that when we have our babysitter over, I can go out with Ted and I'm not going to get some crazy text about the kids uh, ripping down my curtains, coloring on the walls, talking back to the babysitter, you know, hitting the babysitter. That's it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen because it's stuff that was addressed earlier. Now, some of you who may be listening to this, don't get down on yourself if you have older kids. It's never too late to start anything. It might be a little hard at first, but you have to still do it. Doesn't matter how many years it takes to break them from whatever was how they were before, but it's a must as a Christian mom as a Christian mom, that we follow the word of God. So I'm going to read it one more time. Proverbs 13, 24. Those who spare the rod, remember guys, rod, something you spank your kids with. It is not a timeout chair. It is not the stairs. I don't know what it is with stairs. Everybody thinks your kids sit on the bottom of the stair and all of a sudden they're going to have a revelation of, oh, I need to respect my parents. Negative. It's never going to happen. Those who spare the rod of discipline hate their children, but those who love, and I know everyone who has actually stuck through this podcast with me, loves their children and care enough to discipline them. So like I said, it's never too late to be that parent 
that abides by the word of God, because like I told you earlier in this podcast, you are saving them. You're saving their life. You're saving their life from destruction later on. You're going to bring the blessing. I mean, we all love to bless our kids. You know, this podcast is right before Christmas and so excited. Like how excited are you to go buy presents and bless your children and get all these wonderful things for them? You know, you'd even like not get yourself something or not get someone else something just to have the extra money to bless your children. So, you know, we're going to steal that blessing from them and life of reward from the Lord if we don't teach them now how to respect respect us, to honor us, to behave. You know, it's not going to happen. So I hope that this podcast is a th- is a thinker for all of you who were like, This is a tough one to swallow. I really pray and believe that it's something that, you know, you guys think on, you look up the verses on honoring your parents, on respect and discipline, because in the end, it's tough now at the beginning, but you will be so pleased with the outcome of how it turns out for one You'll have a wonderful relationship with your children. There won't be fighting. There won't, you know, there won't be door slamming. There won't be door locking in your room. You know, first of all, you're the mom. And and your husband, or even if you're a single mom, you have the authority over your kids. And I'll just tell you right now, as long as my kids are living under my roof, eating my food, taking shower with my water, using my TV, you know, it's mine. So they don't really have an option but to honor us and respect us and treat us the right way. But with all that aside, I also teach them what the Word of God says with it so they realize that, you know, there is a blessing to obedience, The word of God, I mean, even in Deuteronomy 28, there's a long list of rewards that we will get for obedience. So it's good now that you sit with your children. If you're new moms, you know, it it will be hard. They're cute little faces and they're going to cry. And, you know, my son's at two and a half. And when he acts out, he will test every limit. And right before he goes to get a spanking and his dad is carrying him off, you can hear him yelling, I'm done. I'm done, dad. Or when I'm getting ready to spank him, I'm done, mom. I'm done, mom. And it's so sad and heartbreaking and you don't want to do it, but you have to follow through with it. And like, just like I tell T3, you know, you should have been done when I told you to be done. Uh, the first time and maybe the second because you're two years old, but it should have been done before I had to spank you because I told you I would. And this is what you have to teach your children. Your word is good. If you say something, this is why, you know, I really think about my punishments and what I'm going to take away. You know, now that Maddie's older and she's super well behaved, but 
There's some things in school, focusing, things that she's learning, responsibility for, you know, reading her Bible, responsibility for starting her work at a certain time, or if she takes a school break, you know, I'm teaching uh, Brooklyn kindergarten, so I'm not going to, if I tell her we're going to start in 15 minutes, you get a break and you have to come back in 15 minutes, she needs to be able to come back in 15 minutes on her own. I'm not hunting her down. So, you know, I'm going to take some things away from her, so you have to be able to think about uh, what you're getting ready to say and that you're going to stick with it. So anyway, I'm encouraging you guys, you can do it. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. It is hard. I'm not going to lie. When you love your children so much, but in the end, you're going to have a wonderful life with them and it's going to be enjoyable and it's going to be fun together and you've given them the opportunity to receive God's blessing. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you taking the time uh, for listening on this week's podcast. Make sure to uh, check out Nonstop Mom on Facebook. Um, I put up, like I said, blogs, and they're, they're different than my podcast on different subjects. So please check it out. Uh, follow me on Instagram. I'm Carolyn Shuttlesworth, and I would love to hear from you. Send me your comments, uh, questions, if there's any podcasts or blogs on a certain uh, topic you'd like me to speak or write on. I would love to hear from you. And again, thank you so much for listening and taking the time with me. Bye.